Mm. Yo, the sick ones with your boy Bunga Breeze, the nigga O Love, for the big girls that be popping in the club. Oh, oh. I step up in this bitch, drunk, shitty hoe, stumbling over bitches, steady grabbing on some titties, yo, just to keep my balance, stay on my feet, looking for some big girls that like to eat. And hello, everybody, everybody, hello, and welcome to We Sync It. Yes, it's a weekly podcast that focuses in on all the movies, TV, and the entertainment in between. I am one of your hosts, Pat, and we have, uh, I can't even really call these people guests, because these are, you know, they're basically family right here. We're, we're basically at, at uh, Olive Garden right now, because, you know, when we're here, we're family. And uh, I'm here with, hey. how, how many people are part of The Real Idiots well, I'd say there's a... one fifteenth. No. Uh, yeah. No, less than that. I'd say, like, the main core is, like, eight. Eight heads. Oh. That's about right. So, yes. more, like, closer to a third. I don't know. I'm no good at fractions. I'm not good at math. No, me neither. <laughs> yeah, man. But, yes, man, introduce yourselves. Well, I'm Tyler Council. Wait, before we go any further, is, mm. is this voice okay for you, or should I, should I try something? Does it sound... Is this going to be good? Yeah. Or should I try? I mean, oh, I mean what else <laughs> voice do you got, yo? What, what you got? I, I'm Tyler Kanza. Is that better? Or what's whatever's more gonna <laughs> so work? So you gonna do that for the whole podcast? You can pull that off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, anyways, I'm Tyler Council and uh, created the Real Idiots, and uh, you know this is like the co-creator over here, one of the co-creators. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Alex Estefano. I take yes, a, I take... let me give y'all one of these. Thank one you. of those for the real idiots, you know what I mean? <laughs> Much deserved. Much deserved. So, how are y'all doing today, huh? What's what's it like uh, going through this 2020? And uh, shit, y'all got a lot of things slated. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> trying, trying to stay busy, yeah. Yeah, 2020 thing is a loaded question. There's uh, There's definitely been a lot of downs. But there's been some positive things that have happened. Um, yeah, we have a lot of shit coming up uh, at the start of 2021. So hopefully uh, it's a good year for us. It's a good year for everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it uh, affected our output at all. Yeah, I mean, you guys were posting up that you were getting into these festivals like left and right, man. And you I know, mean, yeah, to me, I'm not surprised about it. But the fact that it was just like it was a constant thing. I was like, oh shit, you submitted, oh, you got in. It was amazing, man. Yeah, I mean, um, it's definitely been like our biggest year for being like selected into film festivals. The only bummer is it's all been virtual festivals and that's no, that's really no fun and that's no way to really network. I mean, more power to these film festivals that are, are doing it virtually because I know it's a huge undertaking. That's probably a huge pain in the ass, but it's not the same as actually being in the theater seeing everybody's stuff and wanting to go talk with connect. people and hopefully connect and collaborate. Mm. So it's been awesome that we've been selected and nominated for a lot of our stuff that we've done in the past year and a half, but it, it does suck that we actually weren't able to go be a part of it physically. But what, what what's it like going to like a virtual like film fest? Like what not going to what <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know what to call it, man. Yeah, it's not going to. It's usually on a Zoom or like yeah. Google Meetup. Um, mm-hmm. It's definitely like it's never really run smooth, but um, 
the cool thing is everybody's doing it, so it's like we're all in the same boat, but um everybody's understanding and shit like that the, the biggest downside is like I, I feel like people really only watch their block that they're in because mm-hmm. it's like nobody's gonna be like all right well i'm gonna go do this or that but like watching um people's block that you're in you get to be like oh well let me reach out to this person um hopefully right after the fact and maybe they'll respond and be like oh i liked your shit too and and vice versa but it's like you know laggy and wonky and oh. kind of like you know You've been on a Zoom, like you're talking over each other and just like super awkward shit. But um, it's still just as nerve wracking as like getting up for a Q&A after a film in an actual film festival. But uh, it's it's the new norm, I guess. Hopefully the world opens up next year and we have some shit that we can actually go physically be a part of. Yeah. Well, we will in uh, oh, February. F- January. Actually. January, yeah. 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 Uh, Senflow, shout out to Central Florida Film Festival. It's one of my favorite and an awesome movie theater, awesome people. But unfortunately, I won't be able to go, nor will Alex be able to attend because we're both going to be on uh, different TV shows. But hopefully, you got you and the rest of the real idiots involved with the films that have been selected to that film festival can go represent the real idiots. Yeah, check it out. Central Florida Film Festival. It's really cool, for sure. And we have uh, As Plain As in, um, we have Scar Space in, and we have Door to Door Demon in. So nice. hopefully you guys can get a caravan of people out there and, and rep hard, because it's probably one of the what first... City? What city is in it? Uh, Mount Dora, Mount I think. Dora. right outside of Orlando. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think, it's, yeah. I think it's called Mount Dora. Nice. And what day is, uh, what day is it on? Is it like on the fifteenth or something? No, it's a, like it's a weekend. It's a January twelfth, I believe. Twelfth. Oh, no, okay. no, it's later than that. I think it's it? January twenty twenty second through uh, okay. the twenty fourth. Nice. So, all right. I so, gotta. Speaking of which, I gotta hit up all the real idiots and see who's gonna go because they're asking for head count because there's gonna be you know social distancing. So they'll space oh, out the okay. seats. <laughs> it's a real nice like recliner. They do it like a real theater. It's like a oh, Cinemark yeah. or something. Full bar. Yeah, yeah pretty dope. Um, Unfortunately, last year when we went, the, the hurricane screwed up the attendance because we had Egg Belly in and uh, people were cracking up. It was a good time, though. We had a great time. Uh, we all went up for Egg Belly and uh, got introduced to like one of the weirdest fucking filmmakers I've ever met in my life. Basically, <laughs> he uh, he did like some take on um, A Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. uh, but he made it a point to, as... He was walking up for the Q&As. He's screaming, you get it? You get it? Tell me you get it. <laughs> he's like, guys, that's a fucking $40,000 budget. And those are SAG actors. And like he took over the whole Q&A to the point where the moderator was like, dude, shut up. Shut like, it down. <laughs> he's like, tell me you get it. And then uh, we met him after the fact. And he had like this whole rollout distribution plan. His whole plan was to release DVDs of his uh, Scrooge whatever take yeah. in, in 7-Elevens across the country. <laughs> and I was like, that's your big goal. Okay. Interesting. Tyler's uh, like, I got to talk to this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so he's like, he's like at a table after, after the, 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 the films and, uh, there's like a group of like 10, like there must've been like 18 year old kids like surrounding him. Looks like he's like starting a cult or something. Oh no. <laughs> he shot it on like 35 millimeter film. Wait, so those 10 or 18 year old kids, they got it then, right? 
No, they didn't. He was just, he was just, he was just talking himself okay. up. Like he was like really hyping okay. himself up. Like the biggest right. filmmaker since Steven Spielberg. All right. So I mean, I was like, we have to, we have to do a mockumentary about this fucking fool. But like Cody was there, also one of our our main players in the Real Idiots, and like he was. He was really he was hel- he was talking the guy up to to like just keep boosting his ego so the guy would spew more bullshit about how good he is as a filmmaker. <laughs> but no, it was great. I mean, we had some we had some young filmmakers come over to us and be like, "Yo, your shit was fucking hilarious." Da, 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 da. Um, but you know, we try to. It's all in good fun. Yeah, yeah. we're we're kind of modest and weird about. Like, and I always seem to say the same shit in Q&A's. I was like, yeah, this is a script I fucking farted out in five minutes. And then I look back and I'm like, wow, I yeah. sound like a pretentious asshole. <laughs> I called you out on that. But you did. Actually, he said, like, you, like, oh, you farted it out. Fucking, I mean, but that was kind of the case for that one. I mean, in most of the ones, Alex would be like, oh, let's shoot something. And then I'll like, all right, let me fire something out. Obviously, like we will tweak and like hone in on shit, but usually I like one sitting. I'll fucking. What did uh What did Cody do to you at the, the Key West Film Festival? During, oh, dude. During the so yeah. So uh, same film, Egg Belly, made it into the Key West Film Festival. Awesome film festival. But I went up for the Q and A, and Cody, uh, who worked on Egg Belly, you know, came down to the Keys with us, and he decided to make it even more nerve-wracking for me and ask me, like, a question during the Q&A that couldn't even be answered. <laughs> like, uh, what was it? He said, uh, he's like, so, uh, did any of your actors have trouble, like, saying lines and shit? <laughs> and, uh, I was like, what? I was like, you were there, dick. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like... Or it was something, I think it was something worse than that, really. It was just, like, something that couldn't be answered, so I was just like, oh, and I just, like, passed the mic. What was the temperature of the day we right. shot? And, like, no, everybody was just, like, cringing for me, and all you hear is Cody laughing to himself, like, God, I'm like, I'm like, you're supposed to be, like, fucking... Did the little snap, yeah. like... Yeah. I'm like, you're supposed to be, like, throwing me a fucking, like, a softball. Yeah. Or don't ask me any questions and, like, let me uh, answer the questions that the moderator is going to ask or somebody I don't know is going to ask. But, yeah, he made it. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you after that? I was like, you're such an asshole, dude. But, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that's what friends do, man, when uh, when they do that kind of shit. Uh, makes things worse for you. I have I had a buddy who, who he was in the year same boat. Like, he just did a film. And he was doing the Q&A, and he had nothing but dolphin shit on, right? Mm-hmm. And I just stood up. I'm like, I'm going to make fun of this motherfucker. And I just said, I'm like, yo, when you got the dolphin outfit, was the hat part of the whole set, like a one-piece kind of thing? And everybody just started laughing. Yeah. He was like, oh, this is Pat. He was also in the film and stuff. Let me, oh, don't, don't, don't do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, did, you, did you buy that off the whole yeah. mannequin? <laughs> It was just a one like, like I want, I want this. that. I want yeah. this. Yeah. Please. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta do that kind of shit, man. It's funny, but I mean Go Dolphins. Yeah, go Dolphins. Go Dolphins. <laughs> they play tonight at eight fifteen on a Saturday, weirdly. So I didn't know I don't know if you guys know this, but dolphins love eating candy. <sighs> they do. That's all they eat. You know, yeah. they'll eat candy right out of your hand too. Yeah. We uh like where there's original. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me and Alex went to a, a singles resort and we were they had a dolphin pool. And but they would only let you. They wouldn't let you feed them like you know mackerel or anything. It was just Werther's um, original. Original Werther's, yeah. They, they won't eat the other shit. But um, good times. <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> 
Well, you guys went uh, viral for like um, one of your festivals that you went to that I saw. I think it was uh, one of your members. I think it was Cody, and he broke like a uh, was it a um, an ironing board or something? Yeah. Was that viral? Did yeah. We go viral? Well, to me, it went viral because not. Because usually I see the videos that come out of This is back when I was on Facebook. And I saw the video come out of there. Right. But I saw it somewhere else that I didn't know the person who posted it. Did it make it on oh, Barstool? Maybe? You should have fucking sent that to is us. It on for real? Or let us know that it, it was somewhere. Because <laughs> usually you get shit straight from the source. Yeah. Was it I on? get it from the source. But I got it from like somebody who I didn't know. Yeah. I know that you guys didn't know. And it was somebody saying like. And, but it was viral for saying like white people. Right, <laughs> but it was just a clip yeah. of white people Cody. Be like, yeah, but it was just Cody just falling on the ironing board, and I was like, I'm like, Yo, I wouldn't call I know it falling more as more of an elbow drop. He did, yeah. I think it was around the same time that you know, uh, shit. Actually, I can't even say that it's in the past because it's still happening now. You know that like uh, football fans that tailgate, they they jump on tables and shit like that. It yeah. was like in one of those videos. compilations yeah oh, but shit. no but this one was just a standalone kind of thing like it yeah. was just a standalone and i was like i know that guy <laughs> that's awesome hopefully maybe you can retrace your steps and steps and uh find out where the fuck that came oh, from dude that was Bad like idea. i, I believe sure. that it was like last year yeah i mean it's a funny ass video but yeah unfortunately like i don't you never know like where shit is reaching or i don't know our demographic or our audience mm-hmm. unfortunately. i mean you've been on you've been on rob Deerdeck show right i've been on ridiculousness no I've been way on, really uh, well yeah yes my ass has been on <laughs> ridiculousness uh and then some of my work has been on like world's dumbest and um you know you, you know you probably NBC, be on uh the chive those H- hln <laughs> I guarantee that you've been on the Chive, like at the restaurant. You know how they have those little videos that just play compilations of like either people uh, succeeding too, yeah, too like much at or, or failing and stuff. Yeah, yeah. you probably you definitely fail army. Yeah, fail army. You've definitely been on there. Kind oh of. yeah, I'm a failure. <laughs> <laughs> court, court TV. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, no the the video he's talking about. Maybe we can run a clip. After we talk about it, but mm-hmm. it, we were we were getting ready for the film festival, and we had been like pre gaming, getting amped up, we were excited, and it was uh, one of the, us. The one of us was ironing, yeah, and I was like, "I bet you won't fucking elbow drop that shit," and he's like, "Bet." Well, I I was gonna do it, and then I kind of laid on it. I was like, "It's gonna break." Yeah. Um, and then you know, so you you, you had the wherewithal to know that. Oh, okay. So this thing is yeah. You gotta pay work. it forward, man. So yeah. <laughs> just toss it over to Cody. Yeah. Give it to your friend. Yeah. Just like he tossed me that fucking question. Yeah. yeah. And he's a marine, so he's not gonna say no. Oh, dude. You should. Uh, if you see the video, his fucking legs like did like a cartoon like split as soon as he hit the ground. <laughs> but I was surprised he did it. He he did, uh, more power to him. He totally committed. And, the uh, funniest thing is like the audio of it because. You, it's like you hear, uh, oh, and then it just go quiet for like a little bit, and then the video cuts out. So it's like, I think that that silence was like more of concern. Like, is he like, fucking dead? Oh shit, yo! <laughs> Shout out to Kodiak, yeah. crazy yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> so that that shit was pretty fucking funny. Um, so let's get into the stuff that you guys got coming up, or the things that you guys already submitted into. Uh, Film festivals that are, I mean, you can call them classics, but I mean, it's too soon to say. You know what I mean? I think you got to yeah, be. Don't know yet. Me personally, I believe it's 10 years out. That's when you start to call things classics. So <laughs> I'm going to start off with the audio of 
uh, as plain as oh shit, my fault. <laughs> that is a uh, Pornhub original. My <laughs> <man>. <laughs> uh, I I'm playing as four. Here we go, and I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna start it at 14 seconds because I realized that this is when the meat starts okay. to get. Yeah, please it. do. I, I, yeah, fine. Oh, hey there, Butternut Squash. Hey, I'm at the doctor's office right now. Dermatologist. Yeah, I'm at the Heraclumologist. Listen, I am such a ding-dong. I'm here at the doctor's office right now. Dermatologist. I can't recall what exactly I'm here for. I don't know. I didn't set up the appointment. Why don't you have them fucking doctors take a gander at your tiny maggot-filled cheating cock that you've been fucking hot-potatoing in every little whore's ass? You should check in for gonorrhea. Uh... Uh, maybe we should do... Ha! Oh, you know what? Maybe, uh, maybe we just, uh, do... Fuck! Check my, uh, blood pleasure, because uh, I was a little elevated last time I was here. Let's just do that. This is a dermatologist's office. Oh, yeah, uh... So, wow... Wait a play. No, 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 no. Uh, we don't want to spoil all the yeah, games. But, when you were coming up with this, uh, idea for this, uh, short, what were your what were your intentions? <laughs> what were your thoughts? Because well, this is also a, ho a holiday uh, um, short, right? It's a holiday short, right? Right. Sure. Technically, I don't want I don't want to give people too much of what the story is really about. Well, but <clears throat> so um, you know, uh, Alex hit me up as per usual around this time. We most of us in the industry have off because it's the holidays, so mm -hmm. we. Uh, we we know we're gonna be home. We're like, all right, we have to shoot something right before Christmas or right after Christmas, and inevitably we shoot it and we release it after Christmas. So it's uh it's it's a perfect re-release for the next Christmas. But um, he said we need to shoot a Christmas story. Yeah, is that what he said? Mm -hmm. Some, I don't know, something Christmas. <laughs> something Christmas. <laughs> something Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. So I said, all right, and um, I had recently gone to the dermatologist's office and like uh, as I was waiting to uh, sign in and talk to the lady at the front desk. There was this guy, like this old man, who was like, ah. He's like, yeah, he was like kind of just giving his personal business loud as fuck to everybody. Like, mm. just being like, I don't know, like, uh, my my email. Like, just fucking being, doesn't know why he's there. So I thought of the idea from that guy, went into the office, and I was like, uh, my wife sent me here, and I'm trying to think, what did she tell me I needed to ask the dermatologist about? And I couldn't remember, so I literally had to call her and be like, why the fuck am I here again? And she's like, are you an idiot? I'm like, yeah, I guess. So she like told me everything I needed to know before the doctor came in, and then I relayed the message to him, like, oh, you know, this is why I'm here, blah, blah, blah. Didn't you have, like, a tumor on your head? A cyst. <laughs> It was disgusting. Um, let's I'm insert a picture of the shit they cut out of my head right here. How do you how do you forget that you ha you have that on your head? Uh, it looked like a werewolf's tooth when they cut it out of my fucking the side of my temple. Did they tell you how you got it? No, I have no idea. But it started. It, it was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I was like, oh, this needs to go. So they cut that shit out. It was disgusting. I remember like being on my side and like smelling it. It's from they, it's from bed ants. Bed ants, sleep ants, <laughs> being attacked by sleeping ants. Um, so, anyways, that's where the basic premise came up, and like I just had that fresh in my head when he said, "Oh, you know, we're we're all gonna be home again. Let's fucking do a holiday thing." So I can't, I started from that, mm -hmm. and usually what happens is I just go from A to B. I don't 
really uh, think about, okay, how is this going to, what's the middle going to be like? What's the end going to be like? I kind of just vomited out. And then people like Alex and uh, Aaron Fine, who's a great writer as well, uh, kind of rein me back and be like, okay, well, what the fuck is the joke here? I'm like, okay, it's funny, but like, what's the whole point? So, uh, I mean, I mean, this was mainly your brainchild for sure. I feel like I didn't have much right, as far as you, writing goes. Yeah, I was like, this shit's. Fu-. I remember being in the editing process. And I'm like, this shit is fucking hilarious. And you're like, it's all right. And it, <laughs> it happens to be like the most nominated thing we've ever done because you never know what people are going to like. Like, mm-hmm. me and him, like, really weird shit, obviously. Um, but uh, we didn't know that it was going to be received like that. Um, and you can tell by, like, the number of likes and dislikes on youtube i think it has one dislike and the rest are all likes but um so i wrote it and then um i was like all right well this is weird uh what what what's the joke here and i was actually talking to aaron he's like well he should do something fucking weird and uh came up with the idea of like um why is the shit on his nose um so oh did i just give it away you did yeah he did it's okay yeah. I can let's flag back that, that up. Flag that, that for. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we we can we can beep it. We can beep the. Yeah, let's just bleep that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to spoil it because you should go watch it. It's really fucking funny. It's short. It's, it was nominated from the Portland Film Comedy Festival, the Austin Comedy Fest- Festival for like most original, uh, best comedy, and then the best one. Shout out to the Sick and Wrong Festival who I tried to get into for years, finally accepted this one and uh, nominated it for most grotesque so it was gross and you'll see why so you heard leading up to where it gets really gross and weird but uh it has holiday themes yes for Uh, sure um, it's like a a shane black movie it's in a yeah (laughs) like a dark comedy (laughs) it's very dark and gross and uh but it does have holiday themes and uh i think there's a lesson for everybody in this one Mm -hmm. so check that out um really yeah, huh. we can't give the lesson because <laughs> we don't want to. Yeah, spoil you gotta it. watch it so you can give the lesson. lesson. Yeah, it's a shocker <laughs> for me as a, as a viewer who what? Okay, yeah, I guess yeah. you can find a a lesson in it. It's a, it's a good one for the kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Children should watch, watch it. Watch it, you know, Children with your family yeah. around the fire. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the true story of Christmas. Yeah, yeah. it's a Christmas miracle, really. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, but uh, we had a good time doing that. Uh, we rushed through it because we had one day we shot it at an orthodontist office and like we set designed it to make it seem like a dermatologist office. Nice. The guy was such a good sport. Like there was weird shit going on on set. He didn't ask any questions. The owner of this orthodontist thing. Um, but like we had a special effects artist that really like uh, brought up the production value and made our like big gag at the end really work shout out to tori yeah she was great she was awesome um yeah shout out to everybody involved with that stymie victoria tori everybody um well you were actually an actor in the in it too you were a secretary oh yeah or an Uh, assistant or something my wife was supposed to play that but at the last second she started seeing like what the fucking movie was about and how gross and fucked up it was so she kind of bailed at the last second but she you know she produced it thank god for her she loves producing so she like lined everything up uh but she bailed on the secretary position so i had to play you know like the hottest fuck uh secretary at the very end you'll see i'm like smoking in that shit (laughs) 
<laughs> I think you I think you tried on a, a shirt we had and it was like way too tight. Well, it was a women's nurses top mm-hmm. that I got for my wife. But uh like my tits were fucking it was really tight and we were awkward. jacked, bro. We were jacked. <laughs> we were all jacked up about we it. We were all uncomfortable about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that's awesome. And so that so that one is your most critically acclaimed. Piece. I guess you can say Oh well, no, we've done like some serious shit, like uh, like a documentary we did that. Yeah, you know. But like as far as comedy, yeah. Yeah, um, th- this one this one did really well in the film festivals. But mm-hmm. we're also new to the film festival game. We just started. We just started exploring it, like ten years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, we started like fi- we finally just started submitting like our comedies into film festivals, thinking this would be a good idea to like branch out. Uh, I think we started with three four years ago. Yeah. What's the one we started with? So uh, it wasn't we, McKinley. It was the one after McKinley High. Um, Paradise Guys. Paradise Guys was like the first one we actually tried, and we didn't. We only put it in like one or two, but it got accepted in one of our favorite film festivals, T Buff, Tampa Bay Underground Film Festival. Shout out to you. You guys are my favorite fucking film festival. Actually, that was the last podcast that we did. That yeah, we, yeah. Paradise Guys. You yeah. were. He was a Paradise Guys. Yes. Sexy as fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex was a paradise guy. Sexy yep, as I fuck. Was. But he shot Alex DP'd and shot the the whole deal. And it's uh, it's a homage to those one nine hundred sexy uh, sex chat commercials. Um, and we play the hottest guys in Canada, like super fucking hot. Um, so check that out because we're uh, we're actually bringing it back. We're bringing the paradise guys back. Hopefully. Uh, Sometime between January and March, we're doing a Paradise Guys music video, yeah. sex chat music video. So I'm excited for that. That's dope. Can you actually submit music videos into film festivals? Oh, or? yeah. Oh, yeah. You can? Yeah, yeah they, they have categories for that, for sure. Music videos? Yeah. I think there's some that are specific to like music, music videos. videos. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's pretty for dope. For sure. There's a, there's a there's a film festival for everything. Yeah, because yeah. you know I haven't uh, paid attention to music videos as of as of late, but I mean I, I listen to music and shit like that. But I never like, you know, I just thought that people just stopped trying <laughs> with music videos because I started to see that they're all the fucking same kind of thing. Well, it used oh, yeah. to you know there used to be a television network for them, and yeah. now now it's just all YouTube. So. Yeah. Well, some, I mean, in, in all fairness, like some of these artists still like have a storyline to this mm-hmm. shit, but mostly it's like a well-oiled machine. Like they know it works. Like hot girls, cars, whatever, whatever, and it's rinse and repeat. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. and that, I think I think a lot of people are lost. I mean, you'll have your like your really unique ones mm-hmm. once in a while, like like all of my music videos. Yeah, yes. exactly. Sick ones, actually. Uh, the song that you were hearing at the top of the hour was actually a song by Sick Ones, which is uh, Tyler's uh, band. Well, I mean, you, you hip hop. Well, it's me and Cody's group. Uh, group. Yeah. 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 But that song uh, is called I'm In This Bitch, and mm-hmm. it's about, like, you know, giving the fat girls love too mm-hmm. uh, up in the club and at Denny's, wherever. Um, so that's also featuring a couple of quality. Other, we had some guests on there, Antonio. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> we had some guests on there, uh, Alpha and Omega and uh, Bunga Breeze were featured on that one. That shit's fucking. That's a banger. Should be on the radio, but you know, I don't know how to. I don't know how to do anything. Mm-hmm. You guys haven't done a music video in a long time. 
No. Well, when's the last time you guys recorded a, a record? A racket. Well, we have a lot of shit uh, that's like. They have finished. like four records, but they're not released. Really? released really? Yeah. Uh, What's... They're more exclusive that way. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I guess I just get busy with like work and comedy that like sometimes, you know, the music thing plays third fiddle. Um, Cody, Cody's definitely more into it. And like we have like, I don't know, 40 tracks that are ready to be released. Uh, some closer to be ready than others. Um, but we just haven't. Um, we've got some good shit in the can they're just sitting there so maybe maybe Dude, 2021 any of these like spotify um what, what do they call them uh, not spotify soundcloud rappers can like just get just pop on any of these tracks you guys can most definitely pop i appreciate on these tracks that. man because I like to think so even when we were in college man everybody was like liking your shit i appreciate that i mean uh again it goes back to uh the marketing and uh social media of it all that just like our comedy we don't fucking know what we're doing so like the people that like it they fucking love it but there's only so many people that have heard it you know so um i don't know we'll see maybe 2021 we'll release a new sick ones album and yeah put that shit on soundcloud and just let that let the let bang the yeah just let it go yeah sick get face tattoos that's, that's also one thing. Face tattoos. That's also a thing, you know. <laughs> Mascara. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Fog machines. Mm-hmm. Tight jeans. Guitar lessons. <laughs> yeah. All that stuff. And then yeah. we're good. There are some Blink 182 riffs in your songs. And you're good to go. <laughs> Shout out to Machine Gun Kelly. So you get all you trying to. Well, Alex, what about you, man? Like, do you want to talk about the stuff that you've been working on and, and everything like that? So we can, you know. Dive into what is Alex, bro. Let's give you this <laughs> drop right here, bro. Uh, what you I mean, what do you want to know? Some of the TV shows I've been working yeah, on? Give us the T. What, what, what's the TV show that you've been working uh, on? There, so I worked on a really cool program last year and into this year mm-hmm. um, called The Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom. Okay. Um, or The Magic of... Yeah, The Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom. It's on... a. Disney Plus. Okay. Streaming. It's already aired, all the episodes. Nice. They're really cool. Like, I think I actually, uh, I've never seen an episode, but I think I have seen the thumbnail on Disney Plus. Okay. Yeah, check it out. It's, uh, I think it's like eight episodes. Um, we worked on it for like six months. Super, super cool. Super cool visuals. Um, only time cameras have been like in the areas we got to go in Animal Kingdom. So. And this is the Animal Kingdom that's in Orlando. Yes, correct. Did so. you perhaps get to see two kangaroos fucking? You know, I I did see uh, two rhinos fucking. Wait, so. Animal Kingdom has real animals? Yeah, man, Speaking it's a fu- rhinos, it's the, one of the biggest zoos in the United States. The real idiot's mascot is the rhino. It's purple. So I digress. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, yeah, it's one of the one of the biggest zoos in the United States by like square foot wise. Really? Yeah. Damn. They only have like African animals, mm. um, but so they don't do animals from other countries. No, it's dope. Though, other regions. There. Yeah, they, it's mostly like Asian, African based. Don't go there in the summer. It's fucking so hot. It's very hot, but you know, uh, unfortunately, and and fortunately, I was you know. I was the DIT on the show, so I wasn't wasn't in oh, the. Oh, you weren't in the shit. I wasn't in the shit so you much. Were dealing with the shit though. I was dealing. I was dealing with the shit, but I wasn't in the shit. Um, so it was it was a good experience though. Great people. So. Oh, that's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. 
So, um, I actually went to uh, a park. I'm, I'm not sure if you guys have gone to like a theme park this year during the pandemic kind of thing, but Mm-mm. to be honest, uh, this is the best time I've ever been to a park. <laughs> I'm sure it's less <laughs> lines. Ever, there was less lines, uh, less people. And uh, everybody was sticking to themselves. There was nobody who was bumping into me, especially the little kids kind of thing. Not, not saying that I don't like little kids, but I mean, you got your away from personal me, you know? space. Yeah. You know, it but, sucks because they gave me like five or six free tickets and I really wanted to do the Star Wars thing, but uh, didn't. I, the pandemic hit. It was like, yo, to, to be honest, uh, these theme parks, they're doing their, they, yo, there's people who are walking around who are telling people like to put on a mask. I love that. Yeah. Especially on airlines, it's like, dude, if you're not, you know, like, you must wear your your mask over your nose and mouth or you'll be, ex- uh, you won't be able to travel with American <laughs> Airlines anymore. <laughs> and yet all these... Uh, anymore? Well, yeah, like, you're done, apparently. Oh, but uh, you? the stewardess are just, like, talking to people, like, oh, how you doing, da 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 and they don't have their mask on correctly. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then, you know, people are eating and drinking, I get that, but uh, they're not. I guess one flight out of all the flights I had this year, uh, there was one stewardess who was like, sir, put on your mask. And I was like, yes. Because it's like awkward as fuck. You're supposed to wear the mask the whole time, right? While you're you flying? are. I do because like I can't afford to not work. And when I'm on the plane, I'm traveling to go to work. Yeah. So I mean, yeah I why would up, you want to risk getting sick? Right. So I'm not going to eat or drink. I just sit there and let the guy who's fucking sleeping with his nose out of his mask leaning on me. Yeah. Be an asshole. Shit, like, um, on this podcast, there's only one person who had, uh, who got, you know, knock on wood, caught uh, COVID, and that was uh, Kevin. Damn, yeah, he got it. Yeah, he got it on, um, you know, he works at the gaming center, you know, extreme and shit. And he got it from there. And the crazy thing is, like, he got it when uh, we're all going to go to Orlando the following day. Like, he realized oh, shit. the day before, he was like, Yo, you know what? I'm going. He said, "I'm I'm not tasting anything. I'm not doing all that stuff. So I'm gonna go get tested." So he got tested, and the day before we were gonna go to Orlando, back to Orlando, he was like, "Yo, hey, uh, I'm not I'm not gonna be able to go." Right. So we're like, "Oh shit, what the fuck happened?" He says, "Yo, I got I got it." So the whole shit. Crazy. So it's like we all fucking like missed a bullet kind of shit. Oh man. But thank, yeah, man. thank God he. Yeah, that he's he did all right. That shit. Yeah, yeah. noticed so, it before you guys like gathered. Yeah, yeah, and that was around November, so now he he's good to go kind of thing. But, you know... Did he feel, like, symptoms and shit? Or um, before, he said he didn't, but as soon as what he told me from... Uh, he said that as soon as he started, like, he, he couldn't taste anything, mm-hmm. then he went to the hospital, and they said that, yeah, you got it. Uh, you can go back home, quarantine, tell your peoples if you have peoples over there. Right. And uh, as soon as that happens, you... Uh, what did he have to do? Well, he had to quarantine. And then he got pneumonia. Oof. So that's the shit that got him. Yeah, for sure. He got pneumonia. Like walking pneumonia. Yeah. yeah. So he had that shit. So then the thing he was saying, like, yeah, man, they gave me this device to, to I had to teach myself how to breathe again, like how to like take deep breaths. So mm-hmm. he gave him like, you know, some type of thing that you blow into and in the, in the ball. ball in yeah. there. He had yeah. to do that shit. And... Um, He's good to go. I haven't seen him since. You know, what I'm <laughs> <laughs> I haven't well, seen him so, since. Just like so, person, you know, yeah. I just got tested and yeah. got my negative results on the 24th. So two days ago, I'm negative. Mm-hmm. I also and got tested as well. You don't want to talk about it. I mean, I got, I got a, I got the vaccine. Like, he got the vaccine. How'd you do that? I did the trial. So, 
I signed up for a trial. Yeah. Shit. Mm-hmm. So you got the vaccine, so you're immune. So if one of I, us no, gets sick, I'm not a, me, th- it's on you. Yeah. <laughs> you still have to be careful. It's not a cure. Mm. Um, it just lowers my risk of getting it or getting really sick from it. Nice. So. Well, what you call it? The studio that I work at, they have the, the Joe Rogan test shit. That's what they have. They have, you know, the thing that you just prick your finger. Rapid then, test, yeah. Yeah, the rapid test thing, but... There's a, a test site that's right by my house at the park, mm-hmm. and um, I think the last time I got tested was three weeks ago, and I was clear, haven't had it then, and every time I go to the studio, I just test that shit just for fun. Just, you know, like, oh, let me just prick my finger. You're like, prick my foot. you're bleeding from your nose right now. Is that bad? Am I really? <laughs> <laughs> that could be a symptom. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, it's like... Symptom of partying. Yeah. But the thing that gets me about that, I mean, I, I don't want to turn this into a, co- a COVID fucking test kind of shit, but it's like, um, I have been on sets and, yo, just like what uh, you were saying before, like people not wearing masks kind of thing, that shit is a big fucking deal, man. It's yeah. a problem. Yeah. For sure. It is a fucking... Like, it makes was, me so fucking angry, dude. Yeah. Honestly, like, I'm just like, anytime I pass somebody with their nose out of their mask, I'm like, that's not you. Yeah, like people who talk and you can still see their shit. Like, yeah, oh, move around. It's a chin diaper. Chin diaper. <laughs> Sick. That's a that's definitely a pandemic band name for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't. I mean, with my show, like we we were blessed, dude. Like, cause we had like my 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 show is like huge amount of crew, and there's probably like sixty crew members, um, local or otherwise. We were out in Vegas, and we took that shit serious as fuck. Uh, nobody got COVID on the crew. The last weekend of shooting, after 40 days of shooting or whatever it was, we, we had some, uh, you know what, I don't even want to go there. I don't want to no, put myself in there. You don't got to, bro. Uh, I'm going to flag that, too. Yeah, just, just, <laughs> just because I don't want to like put them on blast. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, well, let's just say this. The show I was working on, we did a great job as far as you know safety protocols and keeping things clean and wearing your mask at all time. And mm-hmm. we were able to shoot a whole season crazy season with no hiccups so hopefully we keep that going because uh you know especially I mean, during a pandemic it, bro yeah it's great and especially in during a pandemic mm-hmm. people want entertainment yeah. and uh if we're gonna bring you entertainment we have to do things the right the right way and you know um wherever you're doing it just please try to fucking yeah. keep it going so what's your thoughts on uh the uh, tom cruise thing that happened like a couple of weeks ago that he blew up on set about people not uh, following protocols. I respect that. 100%. Uh, I think it was out of his boundaries for sure. Well, I don't He's know a producer though. He's a producer too. Yeah, but there's there's COVID safety people there, mm-hmm. um, and Scientology's way worse for people than COVID. <laughs> yeah. So sorry. That'll fucking kill you. Scientology is way has been known like just with stats way worse than yeah, COVID. Yeah, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scientology's forever. That's so that's so that's a that's the first time I ever heard that take, man. <laughs> Somebody else says, "Dude, you're a Scientologist." Man. Well, it would sound like this, dude. You're a Scientologist. <laughs> Respect. And that was the last time that guy ever got a job. But yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, man. Damn. Uh, let's get back onto the real idiots and everything real. Real. Yeah. Real. Real. R e e l. Unfortunately. You Thanks. guys had the opportunity to work with uh, <clears throat> this online 
this thing blew up this year. This online wrestling, isolated wrestling. Isolation. Isolation Wrestling Federation. The IWF. Yes. Yeah. Pray tell. Well, <laughs> I love your enthusiasm because you, you know all about it. But, you know, for the audience's sake. Uh, yeah. So during the pandemic, um, uh, a couple of buddies started a wrestling federation called the IWF, the Isolation Wrestling Federation. Um, and basically it's, you remember wrestling, there was always promos like, uh, the undertaker calling out, you know, Steve Austin, whoever it was the undertaker calling out rock. And they do these little bits where they, you know, like on location, shoot some shit and talk some shit about each other to hype up the match Mm pre-match or after the match. Um, so the whole premise was like, what if we did promos leading up to a match, but we never wrestled because of isolation and the pandemic. And it became a global thing from Australia to England to South Florida. Um, actually, one of the real idiots, main players, uh, Tony, Anthony Hernandez, uh, said, hey, I remember you did a wrestling promo with this character called Beef Fajita. You should check out this IWF thing. I'm going to do it. So I, I went in there and I called out the IWF, let them know who the fuck Beef Fajita was, and um, he let them know who Tony Danger was, and uh, we kind of went from there. Um, beef Fajita's fucking undefeated. Beef Fajita! <laughs> Check it out. Beef Fajita shirts for sale, you know? And it just, like, evolved into this, like, thing that people were following all the storylines and all the battles and the way the battles worked. People, the audience votes on who who yeah. kicked whose ass. To, to, to be honest, when I first heard about it, it was, like... It was so perfect, and it was it was like kismet because everything just worked out so well that you can actually visually see how it could work, and you're like, I can see how big this thing could be, and mm-hmm. this is fucking fun. This yeah. looks like, especially you know, we're in the middle of a, a pandemic, and you know, we're all isolated. So I'm like, to do something like this. Yo, this is like you're actually communicating with people without actually, you know, like touching, touching and stuff yeah, like, or like, being in the same yeah. And it was country. amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was. No, it, it was fun, a perfect man. storm, and it's still going on, especially mm-hmm. with all this fucked up shit going on. We don't know how long we're gonna be uh, isolated or whatnot. Um, so, oh, we, there's a what we, you call it? There's a pool for it, man. I I got my money on. Uh, we're not gonna see. We're not going to be normal until 2024. That's Jesus my Christ. <laughs> All right. Well, I'd like to think a little more positive than that. Um, but hopefully not. Um, you know, not for the sake of the IWF, but for the sake of goddamn... Just work. Uh, just ver- being able just to just being go out. sane. Yeah. For fuck's sake. Yeah, sakes. man. Mm-hmm. I hope. I hope uh, not. I hope. Um, but so anyways, the, uh, the IWF thing became like a perfect storm and... Um, we actually, we're still doing it and we need new wrestlers and new fresh blood. And I brought on a lot of characters, uh, to the game and they all were fucking rock stars, but you know, shout out to Casey Hopkins and Jimmy Riddle and the guys who created it. Uh, I've kind of been there, you know, doing, doing the damn beef fajita thing and supporting the thing. But now we have, you know. Mick Foley attached. Yeah, uh, man. West West Borland. When I saw that, I was like, nah, this is unreal. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, (laughs) West Borland, the guitar player from Limp Bizkit, uh, is currently calling out the IWF, including me and all the people who shit on him. Um, But uh, I ended up 
recruiting a professional wrestler, uh, Big Con, through a buddy of mine, Brandon. He's the drone operator on the TV show I work on. Um, and he connected us, and we had a blast being the behemoth battalion. <laughs> um <laughs> You know, and we uh, we ended up winning the tag team title. Why don't we Why don't we play uh, some sound from Yeah, we could play some from me from and Beef. Big Con Beef Fajita. Check out the IWF, the Isolation Wrestling Federation, on Instagram. You won't be disappointed. And here we go. Now, some of you might know me as Connor, Big Con, but you can call me Big Orc. Now, I heard there was an idiot missing from his village, and I only hope that you weren't talking about my burly brother. Beef Fajita. No, you heard right, Connor. Jim Reaper called Beef a village idiot. And on top of that, his little girlfriend, Harold Hopkins, claims I got a death wish hanging over my head. Pretty ballsy for a couple jack wagons. It appears that you two are playing with fire. Because from where I stand, Jim Reaper, Harold Hopkins, you two have a death wish. It's the Behemoth Battalion. And we're here to let you know, we're not here to play patty cake with these champion babies of the IWF. Nah! Keep your head on a swivel. And saddle up! Behemoth Battalions are here to bash. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's Beef Fajita and uh, Big Con. Beef. Beef. Saddle up! So, when you made beef, when you thought of beef fajita, what was your, I mean, what was your, um... So there's a weird backstory thing. to that. Yeah, what's your backstory be, behind making beef fajita, yo? So the backstory is, uh, me and a real idiot back in the day were doing a backyard wrestling mockumentary, uh, and, um... It was called The Ballad of Beef Fajita, about mm-hmm. this wrestler who started, he started from backyard wrestling, uh, you know, and started climbing through the ranks, and people started noticing, and he had scouts coming to his shows, his backyard shows, and uh, he was about to make it big, and his arch nemesis, Whiteout, switched his, ster- his steroids with uh, boner pills, so he got like a raging heart on in his final fight, and was embarrassed, left the ring, and just spiraled out fucked everything up and then there's like this whole resurgence unfortunately we have a bunch of hours of filming that alex actually shot so hopefully we'll put together a sizzle and maybe get some funding to actually finish it but uh we never finished it um unfortunately like you know a little bit of a friendship ended uh but um yeah so bivahita was like the character we came with came up with and uh, it was a collaboration, but it was like this 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 man who was like so majestic, and he'd like stomp around the ring like a stallion, and he had like a long flowing mane, and that was it. And we never really overthought it. But uh, when my buddy uh, Anthony Tony Danger, his character uh, in the IWF, reached out to me, I was like, oh yeah, I'll try it. And then it was like, oh shit, this fucking this is a lot of fun. So we kept doing it. And that was that. And then I recruited a bunch of people, including you, yourself, mm-hmm. and uh, you came over here, didn't even know what your character or your, uh, you know, what you were going to be, and uh, we kind of just went through my extensive costume box. We started drinking. Started first. drinking, obviously, <laughs> as, uh, you know, inspiration juice, mm-hmm. and uh, we went into the, my garage and found... Uh, we were sitting there like, we don't know what this is going to be, but you're going to be a part of it. And I found a Letterman jacket with the letter R. So we came up with the idea of Big Dick Richard. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, it was this fucking, the whole premise was like this fucking asshole jock that obviously doesn't look like a jock, doesn't act like a jock, but he's so such an asshole that it just works. Um, and we put you in front of the green screen and we uh, kind of just let it roll, kind of figured it out as it went. And uh, it was fucking amazing. Um, uh, just so fucking funny and hilarious. Um, the go go what, fuck yourself trophy. Yeah, the yeah. go fuck yourself. <laughs> I get pussy for fucking trophies. <laughs> uh, so why don't, we, why don't you play them some that Victor Richard? That fucking line was... Yeah. Legit by mistake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what happened was, uh, Cody, Cody was, uh, I think Cody was doing audio. I was, I had the camera set up in front of the green screen, and I was like, I was literally like full, like hyping you up, just yeah. like saying shit, and we, you know, like trying out, like because we were figuring out the character as it yeah. came, and he was so willing to just say anything yeah. that like I'd be like uh, I get fucking pussy or I get trophies for fucking pussy and he said I get pussy for fucking trophies I was like that's your character you're like so fucking hardcore you don't even know what you're saying um, so why don't you play some Big Dick Richard for yeah, for, play right for the now. for the people yeah. nice catch sup nice catch. Big Richard here and there's two things you need to know when you're dealing with me. A, I fuck pussies. And B, I get pussy for the fucking trophies. And two, I'm here to fuck shit up in the IWO. Um, Big Richard? Um, what, bitch? Um, it's the IWF, the Isolation Wrestling Federation. Just voice over it. Oh, what's the R stand for? Return to sender, cause none of you bitches better be sending me no fan mail. <laughs> cause I can't read. Oh. But reading does get you touchdowns. No <laughs> oh, 20. No. Big Dick Richard here. From A to 3, none of y'all want a piece of me. Fuck wow. <laughs> I just love, uh, Nice catch. You're telling yourself nice yeah. catch as you're catching the football. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, man. Yo, th- that that whole fucking shit was so fucking hilarious, man. Yeah, we had a good time. We gotta bring big Dick Richard back to oh, the yeah. fans. Yeah, I think you I, I think I, have a, go, go ahead. I think some of your numbers were pretty pretty crazy, right? Oh yeah. With, with Bro, your... and he was getting hit on by like random Instagram girls that were like, Oh yeah, big yeah, Richard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got a fucking random phone call. Yeah. FaceTime and I'm like, the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, we gotta bring you back, man. I think I think a lot of people need to come back. Uh we kinda took a hiatus with the holidays and stuff, but I think uh Big Dick Richard needs to make his uh IWF comeback. because um, it's fucking hilarious, dude. Oh, and yeah. we have a great time doing it. Yeah, that's the thing, man. It's like having a good time doing things that you that you love uh, and shit. not taking it too seriously yeah. which is like your whole character's premise of yeah. just like just saying shit and like really owning it yeah <laughs> yeah it's yeah. a it's a law it's it's fact yeah that's my whole thing is like yeah i think this is whatever's happening yeah that, it's a fact kind of Fuck shit. yeah that's but a- what about you alex man are you gonna have a character too man i don't think so man uh it's been thrown out there but yeah, we, we were trying to do the rat, the rat, the sewer rat. Uh, it was going to be like a, oh, like a dog yeah, catcher. From, uh, from your, what you call it? Murder like, mystery From uh, uh, your wife's um, murder Third mystery. Party yeah. for her 30th. Exactly. Yeah. I was going to be like a Russian, dirty Russian guy. Should still do Sewer it. cleaner. 
toilet cleaner. Uh, you know, acting's not my forte, so probably mm-hmm. leave, like leave it. Why don't you just be this? Why don't you, you be guys. this guy right here? It's, this guy that you mm-hmm. already know. It's douche. <laughs> <laughs> you should see his. Uh, you should see his handwork because uh, a, a new real idiot sketch that's coming out called "Can You Imagine?" Uh, hopefully, January second. Alex, for some reason, even though he's not an actor, insisted on acting, and usually he DPs and shoots it. But uh, his whole he decided to get in front of the camera. He just he was like, you know, fuck it, I want to be in front of the camera. I was like, all right, okay. Whatever. That was a mistake. Big mistake. <laughs> but uh, all of his every scene he does, you, if you just watch his hands, mm-hmm. it's he's acting with his hands more than his mouth or body. Really, it's all hand work. Like I, you can do, I, you can I do an acting reel with just close ups of his hands. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I'm, for some reason, I was thinking about a memoriam. You know how they do it in Oscars when they say, "Oh, memoriam video of his just, hands." Yeah, just his hands. Like <laughs> you just see it in slow motion, yeah. and then it just have the timestamps from this time to this time. This is awkward hands. <laughs> no, I got the awkward sway, dude. I you do, do you sway. sway. But oh, I think I, I think that's a th- thing with acting. Like I think a lot of people have like a natural sway to them when they talk. Maybe some people, but like actors, if you watch an actor, they're like. They're I just follow like, a lot like, of actors on, like stones. on TikTok, and yeah, man, you're right. They just like stay in one spot, nailing it for. Yeah, a, I'm too. I'm too awkward for that. I'm twi- so you're comparing yourself to like. Um, I'm twitchy. Like James Dean and Tizzle uh, Washington and. No, no, not at all. Joaquin Louis Fitz, Anderson. Louis Anderson and yeah, stuff like that. I mean, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> no, we know. We you, know. you never know. <laughs> Yeah, look out for that one. What's, what, what, yeah, can think, you imagine? It's gonna be raunchy. Uh, you know, it's a raunchy, newlywed house hunting narrative. Yeah. That yeah, that one was uh, pretty fun to uh, be a part of. Man. Maybe we'll show a little fucking preview for the fans right here, but not give anything away because it hasn't came out. So just like a little something, one joke. We're gonna give you one joke right here. Yeah, enjoy. Check out Alex's hands. <laughs> All right, so then we come out of that, right? Okay. Wow, those hands. <laughs> I mean, I have to hand it to you. Thank, thank you, thank you. Speaking of hands, there's another short that you guys shot. And what is commonly associated with hands? Hand sandals. No, I was going to say that is right. That but is, we're that only, is a pretty good. We're one. only talking about things that we've filmed in the yeah. last. Year and a half, but hand sandals is a I mean, goddamn classic. Yeah, that is check a classic. out hand sandals. That man. is a, that is a damn classic. But I was gonna say doors because uh, I think that's the first thing that uh, door to door demon. I'm not really good with segways, so yeah. <laughs> doors, <laughs> hands, it's all it's all good. Yeah. Door hands, you yeah. know. I mean, I'm not. If we were playing like charades or something like that, I would be like door. I keep door. I, hand. I keep foot door doors, hand foot doors in my house. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. So you knock on doors with your feet? Well, they're foot knobs. They go at the bottom of the door, and then you just step on them and push. Yeah, it's the way. To be honest, I mean that wouldn't be a bad idea. It's the way of the future, especially yeah. with this hand pandemic we yeah. have. Yeah, exactly. So people would just knock on doors. I, with I their can feet. open a door, and I don't have to hand sanitize afterwards. Yeah, but definitely, you wouldn't have to do that if you had hand sandals. Brought to you by Hand Sandals <laughs> and Nardo Industries, the same geniuses who brought to you the shower toilet and the drool pal. Boom. <laughs> I'm going to play a clip from uh, Door to Door. Door to Door Demon? Yes. 
And I like how he almost says the title well, of the film. Well, because it's not the whole title on the actual. Well, if you watched it, you would know the name. Yes. Right. I I did watch it. Did I have you watch watched it? it? Okay, you watched it. I have watched it numerous times. Should we like lead? Should we give it a little? Give lead it a little. Into little it? Yeah. Give it a little lead. You want to take this the... one, Alex, since you uh, started it. Door to door demon. Just tell you about it. No, we're gonna lead into a clip. So give us a little. Like, well, what here's a uh, here's door to door demon. That was a solid lead. And here we go. <laughs> hey, you know what? What? Guess what? What? So I actually saw a ghost the other day. A ghost? Yeah. Go on. So it all started two days ago. I was sitting on my couch in the living room, watching TV. What the hell? Ugh. Good evening. Uh, hi. Can I help you? Hi, yeah, I'm Mike Edwards from Rate My Closet. Rate My Closet? Yes, sir. Think I can come in really quick? No. Wait, what? Because your closet's on the inside of the house, so, you know. No. What the hell is Rate My Closet? What? Re really? Oh, oh, I'm sorry, it's just, it's been a while since anyone's asked me this. Um, what we do is we come to your house and we take a look around, take a look at your closet, and, and then we raid it. But I don't get it. Well, we raid it on a non-biased scale from 1 to 100. Okay, and, and then what? And that is the clip. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> so when you guys were shooting this, what what was your like uh, the idea behind it? Like, cause to me it gave me like a little poltergeist kind of thing, a feel to it. But it was like poltergeist meets three men and a baby. Okay, <laughs> I guess that makes sense. It's scary, it's scary. It, that's what it gave me. It gave me the vibe of that. But like, like it was, it was fucking hilarious, man. You know, some of our ideas are like. I literally, I, I I bought some new lights and they had a campfire setting yes. on them. Oh, okay. That's and I was excuse. like, and I call, so and I call him. I'm like, I want to shoot something with these lights. Let's just do like a campfire thing. Let's make it a ghost story, and then we riff off that. And he he uh, he wrote something rough, and then sent it back to me, and I cut it down and sent it back to him. And you know that was just the idea. How that works is like, I could never get a story about like a door-to-door -door demon based off of, oh, I got these lights that turn into <laughs> fucking like they have a candle setting. Right. Can we do something about it? And it's like, boom. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, seriously. You could, you could dude, if uh, if you... If you were talented. Right. Boom. No, I'm That's just it. kidding. <laughs> or if you had... If you... <laughs> well, I was going to say, or if you had hand skills like uh alex here um no um but so yeah tyler tyler came over to my place mm -hmm. and and was like 
we're, we're, we're just kind of shooting back and forth. Like, what are we going to do this on? Or what are we going to write this about? And he's like, my daughter had a friend over and, and they were like looking at each other's closets. And they were like comparing and yeah. like, oh, my closet's better than yours. And I can't. Was that a real thing? Yeah, totally. I was cracking up, actually. <laughs> I like literally was just walking down my hallway and I overheard it. And I was like, look at these children raiding their closets. And I was like, imagine if that was a fucking app. So I had written that in my phone. And that's what I was going to say. You can do it if you, if you just you come up with an idea, throw it in your phone. Because you never know when your buddy's going to be like, hey, I got a fucking new light that has a fireplace setting. What are we going to shoot? So I just like opened my phone. I'm like, oh, well, I can incorporate this into a ghost story of this guy who comes over trying to sell his door-to-door rate-my-closet shit. And then things go weird. It's It sounded so stupid at first, though. He's like, <laughs> rate your closet. I'm cracking up as <laughs> I'm telling He's dying. And like, I'm, I'm like, I don't... I was like, let's just do it because yeah. a, a lot of these things, like, they kind of come off dumb, and then they, we know our actors, we know what we can do, so they they end up like flushing themselves out and mm-hmm. being funny, and that's a that's a know. huge thing. They the our actors, including us, because uh, I don't know if you've seen the Alex act, but his hand game is sick, so good. But uh, <laughs> all of our actors, for some reason, because I I'm usually directing, they trust me. Okay, so when an idea like Rape My Closet comes across, they really fucking take that to heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they come over, I'm like, also, I'm like, don't over-fucking think this. I'm like, this is the way I see it, but I'm like, how would you do that? And like, so this that same trust comes both ways. So I'm like, all right, well, let fucking Tony just riff for a second. And then a lot of times it's like, I'll let a scene ride, because that's what, we'll let a scene ride, and there'll be a moment of just, like, confusion. And sometimes mm-hmm. those moments of confusion just really jump off the screen. Because it should be, like, what the fuck? Totally. I mean, what are we watching, really? You know, so, like, we'll just let it ride. And uncomfortably, like, like how long do we let this sit? And the actors that we have in The Real Idiots will just let it sit. Yeah. And it just becomes more and more, like, what the fuck? So a lot of the times... You like to make people uncomfortable. Yeah, and a lot of times <laughs> scenes that we end up using in the final cut are just like bloopers or bloopers right before we start all cracking up because we can't c- contain it anymore. But something that I found overdoing. Yeah, things just over- happen organically and they just kind of. But it's you know. it's it's not it, like I've it's come with time. It's come with like for sure. Uh, me polishing a turd for so long and then and then meeting Alex and him upping the value and like making it more like of a serious thing. Um, I've become a better director by just like letting it be, you know, and like letting the actors fucking do their thing. Like, here's what I'm thinking, but like say it like a fucking human being Mm. and then we'll just let it go from there. And then if something takes a weird turn, we'll fucking crack up about it. I'm like, you know what? This is the way we're going to, we're going to go in this direction. Yeah. But I'm forever grateful for Alex because like he's like okay I'm home you're home we need to shoot something and then within that same day or two I'm we like, literally Here's this. I called him Friday night we wrote it Saturday morning and shot it Saturday night so yeah. nice. the whole thing whole, the whole thing. thing and from, from conception to it being done was 12 hours 12 hours for, oh, I mean, nice. pretty much sleep I forgot to add that yeah right. <laughs> sleep we slept but yeah but I, I'd say together. I'd say for writers, Dang. I'd say for <laughs> writers and directors, don't fucking overthink it. And and if you have the opportunity to not overthink it, have people on your side that are your muses that are like minded to pull you back. But just fucking throw it out there, put it on a fucking piece of paper, 
and then worry about pulling it back later. But if you start overthinking it, it's going to be too overthought and too clean and not really, especially for like absurd comedy like this. If you start overthinking it, it's just going to feel too forced. And, and, and you have to work with what you have. So, okay, you only have two actors. So And a day to shoot it. Yeah, and you only have two locations. Or you have locations. What locations do you have? You have a house, a garage, a closet. Like, mm-hmm. write your stuff that, you know, revolves around locations that you have that are easy. Um, I do that a lot. And, but at the same time, your first draft should be like if you had a budget and if you had these locations. I, I mean, always and we push, were talking about this always yesterday. push the envelope, but you know, if you're trying to just like shoot something, like use what you have available to you. We were talking about this yesterday for an upcoming shoot we're doing. Is like, uh, I wrote it for too many actors, especially mm-hmm. during a pandemic, and too many locations, especially during a pandemic. But I'm not gonna stop my flow when I'm writing it and be like, oh well, I have to write it because I know that I have this location. So you or write this big. I write yeah. big, and I end up pulling myself back. But more importantly, your homies that know what's realistic, yeah, aka your muse, mm-hmm. pulls you back. And like you're right, uh, this is fucking. We can't have sixteen roller derby <laughs> girls in a park having diarrhea. Hey, to be honest, if you do want sixteen roller derby girls, I know somebody who can get you sixteen roller derby girls. That's perfect. Yeah, it's like you're like, let's climb the mountain, and then I'm like, that's a big mountain, and yeah, you're like, well, let me hop, on, let me hop on your back. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> make it harder. Because what you call it? Kevin works at uh, the extreme. Okay. And yo, would we ever girls... be able to use like that location when it's not open? Yes. That's great. Yes, because be the roller derby girls, uh, they practice and they do stuff in the rolling rink. Yeah. I don't know where certain times. So Kevin is your in. Okay. To the roller derby. We're gonna have to have a chat. Yeah. Uh, so I gave you two real idiot stickers. One was for Kevin, but you. Oh shit! No, I'm gonna give you one for. I'm gonna give you one for Kev. Oh, Hope you're damn, doing okay. Dude, I just use both of them, man. But honestly, uh, so this this uh, this new Paradise Guys shit we're doing. Um, I don't, the audience, if they may have or may have not seen Paradise Guys, the original, mm-hmm. but we're doing a sequel that's a music video boy band style and really sexy and steamy and hot. I could play a little snippet of the audio, but I really want to leave but, it on the outside. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, yeah. like, the roller rink would mm-hmm. be a cool little fucking scene for the Paradise oh, yeah. guys to, like, just be in the center in a roller rink with the lights and shit going. Dog, if you want it. Yeah, I asked him, uh, ask him right now. Do you know how to roller rink? No, you're doing a podcast. Yeah. Ask him but I, I mean, <laughs> for these people who are listening, I asked them right now. He but to us, that. I asked him later. And he said yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, you're stuck to the truth of this podcast. Yes. What so, are you going to say? Do you even know how to roll a rink? <laughs> how to roll a rink? Yeah. <laughs> I do. It's just... That's you know. like somebody asking, bro, you know how to be cool, man? No. I don't know how to roll a rink. You don't? Oh, I do don't. I have to shoot it, the whole thing on in roller skates? No. Well, if you want, you I know somebody who does know how to roll a rink. Or, or we can take one of those go-karts and put it in the rollers. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know somebody, but the thing is, is like they're black, so it'll be like you have a stand-in who's black, but you're white kind of thing, so it'll look kind of off. Don't understand what you're saying. Like, if you were to... The, like roll, the roller do, skates like, are black. A face. We'll do like a, a close up of you. So they look on the roller look, rink. They look right. weird and on your naked body. It'll be a white. It'll be a wide shot, but then there'll be a black dude who's <laughs> doing <laughs> dance moves. I love that. Uh, 
Yeah, that makes 100% sense. You guys should all be naked with just rollerblades on. So remember that, that concept that I came up with? Uh, this is something that we need to shoot. You can keep coming, baby. My what wife a, is walking down the stairs. A, it's like full house. What this about bitch. this concept? A guy that was born with rollerblade hands. <sighs> now ge- we're talking. It's genius. <laughs> well, now we have to film it. Because I have rollerblades and we need any excuse. Do you really know how to rollerblade? Yeah. You know how to skate? Yeah. On, only, only on his hands. <laughs> only on his hands. <laughs> hands and feet. Like a fucking barbarian. Um, no, but uh, remember this concept I came up with, which we really need to shoot. Mm. Um, so it's like a sitcom, right? Mm. Or like a daytime soap opera. And the whole cast is white, right? Okay. And so they do this fucking very dramatic scene with all the Hold players. Up, should we be recording this? Yes. Okay. It's not racist. It's just no, funny. no, not not for that. But I don't want anybody who's listening to this to take your idea. Oh well, now it's on record, and fuck them for taking it. <laughs> um, which that's happened before. But anyways, uh, you uh, you have a whole cast of white people in mm-hmm. like a daytime soap opera, right? Okay. And then all of a sudden, like, so you come out of the scene and it flips to the director and be like, "All right, cut. Uh, bring in the other crew." And then the whole cast and crew is replaced. Not the cast. The whole actors are replaced by a black okay. talent. Doesn't mention anything to anybody. But, like, he's shooting both... Day and night? Day for night? Day for night. He's <laughs> shooting day for night. <laughs> so, like... And then, like, you see off screen, like, the, the white actors. And like, what the fuck is going on here? And he's like, you know, look, I'm just trying to... But the, the end result is, like, cut up between black and white crew. But, like... Though that's his style of directing. Like he's like, all right, cut. Let's uh, you guys take five. Let's bring in our other actors, and then like the black. So they're acting just like the other people were acting. Exactly. Like, you just splice oh it God. together. Just splice it together. Yeah. <laughs> that is beautiful, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so he's covering all bases, but everybody's confused. Doesn't ever acknowledge it, and the you know the actors on both sides of the A crew and B crew, whichever one it is, mm-hmm. are like just very confused. And they have questions, but he's like, oh, no, I'm just, I'm just doing my, this is how I direct. <laughs> this is how it works. So, so is it a, is it a documentary I like about options. The, the whole shooting or yeah, like is options. it, is it a documentary about the shooting or is it a document or is it just the actual show itself? I think it's, both. It's, like, it's, both? It's oh, kind of, even, it's kind of, even better. it's kind of a, it's kind of a sketch. Then you pull out of the sketch and like flip the line and then yeah. see that fourth wall. So it's a it's like sketch slash mockumentary about like some director who thinks he's such an artist yeah. <laughs> that he has a whole white crew, uh, a whole white cast, and a whole black cast. Yeah, but doesn't ever like give a fucking reason why. But then he picks and chooses like whoever I am woke because he's woke <laughs> exactly. Whoever nails the line better, no matter like what part of or what what crew you're on. That's what makes the That's the one that works. That's the one that's going in. And I think it would be funny, especially like for the improv realm, which we like sit in. It's like, just like let it happen. And then honestly, pick out whoever fucking, whoever was funniest or more dramatic, you know? Uh, But imagine that happening on a set. Like, all right, you guys take five. And then there's like the same scene with all black people. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? I'm just, I'm just picturing like the dude, uh, the DP, who's like, he's looking through the, through the scope and like, fuck like he didn't know like the fuck is this uh i didn't see this on the call sheet <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh, god fuck. you know a paycheck's a paycheck paycheck's you know? a paycheck <laughs> it's supposed to be a six-day shoot now is a 12 
but so honestly, <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of like it's playing on like you know like the Tyler Perry world versus. Yeah. I don't know what's the white world that. Uh, what's that dude's name who came out with, uh, um, aqua, uh, aqua, aquatic life aquatic. Oh, Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. That's yeah. what I think the opposites are. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> I can see, I can see Tyler, Tyler Perry yeah, and Tyler Wes Perry. Anderson making a movie together. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what I wanted to feel like. Man, now it's even getting better. Oh, shit. Very, there's a lot of claymation for yeah. no reason. <laughs> Sick. And the editor just like smoking a bunch of cigarettes, just trying to figure out how the fuck to do this shit. He's like, uh, I gave you notes, dude. Yeah. He says, the color correction can't work. You're telling me to color correct, but it's, it's not working. It's Medea and Bill Murray in one scene together. <laughs> oh my god. Could you imagine Tyler Perry and fucking or Medea and Bill Murray in a scene together? I think the world will end. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I'd either vomit or cum. One of the two. Um, oh, man. Speaking of cum, mm-hmm. can I have a cigarette? Yes, you can. No. <laughs> I'll play some little, let me play a little music for you guys. To come. He's looking kind of dumb with his mouth all full of cum and his face on the forehead. I said, hey, what a concept. I ain't fucked everything I met, but I knew that I should do it today. What's up? Yeah, that was Damn, it. I should have been recording that. Damn, you weren't? I was. <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't, shouldn't have. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, so we're back at it, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and... Since uh, we already, um, let's get into this next one that you guys have done, and it's called Egg Belly. Egg Belly. Egg Belly. Do you guys need a lead to yeah. into Egg Belly? Yeah, because it's kind of a theme. It's yeah. uh, every fucking Christmas, and it's not ever like he's like, oh, we should do a Christmas movie. He goes, uh, hey, we're here for Christmas, we should shoot something. And for some reason, I always write a Christmas-themed thing. Uh, and Egg Belly happened to be the latest. It was a very dark. It wasn't done during Christmas though. It was it a was. shot. Was it really December? Yeah. It was. Uh, was it before Christmas? Mm-hmm. I think yeah. so. I think we like literally mm. wrapped on Christmas Eve. We had rented a Airbnb in Miami, and uh, definitely wasn't Christmas Eve, but it was right before. Yeah. But probably. The I just day remember before. the day that we were shooting at a at a house. And I think the last scene that I was there for is when uh, Adam was doing a drone shot from the house, and was that was yeah, that you're, was the last scene. That was the last scene. Yeah. You're, you were there the whole time, though. Yeah, yeah. Thank God. Yeah, Pat, but I was just Pat was our gaffer. Yeah, and I know I had to tape up, this, but I, I remember having to set up Christmas lights. That's why I'm like, it wasn't during Christmas. That was you and Cody doing it. Yeah. It was just because it was a rental house and it didn't have Christmas lights. Oh, they lights. didn't have Christmas yeah. lights. That's why. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the the backstory about that, again, is him hitting me up saying we, uh, we're we both going to be home. We both have a you know hiatus on our shows because we don't shoot during Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we go. Then again, that was th- this one was like four months in the making. It was. We kind of sat on it. For a we, while. We casted it. Which is very rare because usually it's just the real idiots. But we're like, you know what? Uh, let's initially I was like, all right, well let's cast this shit. Um, 
And I, I, I thought the script was so, like, you know, at least coherent and mm-hmm. together that I was like, you know what? Let's, well, let's, let's cast it. And hopefully we cast, like, the worst. Jesus, there's a fly. In yeah. <laughs> I think I swallowed it. Because I realized that what you guys do, like, in everything that you guys shoot is that there's a touch of something different that you guys add to it. So the touch of something different to this was that you guys started to cast people. Yeah. Is that what it is? Right. Or is this the first time? Well, yeah, we wanted, like, time. a proper short film that was kind of outside of the real idiots. Mm-hmm. It was still comedy because On that's what we do. But mm-hmm. it was, like, not real idiot specific like mm. it was gonna be we're not gonna just throw it on the channel and like let it live its life we're gonna like this was like purposefully ma- meant for like film festivals okay. and um that that whole deal it was kind of a double-edged sword because fortunately and unfortunately the people that we casted were fan fucking tastic theater actors uh i think they were both based from the well all of them i feel like were theater actors but i i i wanted you prefer theater actors or is that just too early to tell no uh, well uh, actually theater actors for film sometimes can be very campy and funny so i i kind of thought like damn they nailed their casting so like we casted them Mm -hmm. but i kind of wanted them to be worse than they ended up being because they fucking crushed it (laughs) um because like the the script is so not serious but they took it serious Mm -hmm. and then that put me in a position as a director that i never had before where i was like nervous I'm like, man, these guys are doing great. They're rehearsing on their own. I'm not having to tell them anything. And they're nailing their lines uh, without even an extra take. And then, you know, I brought in Nat, a real idiot, who couldn't fucking say a line for the life of him. So they started getting pissed. Um, he's, he's a talented actor, but he's not... It's not his profession right so they 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 come from a standpoint of like this is my job like this is what i want to do for a living and he came from a standpoint where i'm like i'm shooting I'm a thing with kicks. my i'm doing it for my friends yeah you know? but, and but he's he's, he's, ta- he's talented yeah. but it's just it's a different mentality so when you're working with people that are like serious about the crowd yeah i mean when when the cameras uh come off i remember that dude being really fucking entertaining Nat. Yeah, he's a real. No, thank cool God dude. for Nat yeah. because, like, honestly, they were too good yeah. for what we wrote. Um, we wanted it to feel really campy, so thank God for him because, although they were getting annoyed from them, from him, uh, God bless their souls for dealing with him. But uh, you know, Nat has one speed and it's over the top, and and, uh, and was that's great. A good uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger for movie. that demon. Yeah, and, and <laughs> you'll see it. We're gonna play a little snippet. You're not gonna see Nat. He's further down the line in the story. But uh, I think, like, their anger against him in real life actually made them be like, what the fuck? Uh, and it really jumps off the screen that, like, these are, like, seasoned theater actors that, like, are very professional about their craft. And I just let Nat riff, as I always do. Um, and I, I guarantee you half of the takes that we actually use from Nat were just, like, fucked up bloopers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so here's a, and here's a snippet of Egg Belly. Christmas. You must be Paulina's. I'm David. Oh, it's. Is that for me? That's very nice of you. Hey! Okay. I'm Bob. David? I'm David. Paulina's boyfriend? Oh, he's here. Hey, honey, 
I'll be right there. Okay, <laughs> hurry, please. Galaru! Galaru! I'm not sure what's happening, ma'am, but... Hun? <laughs> Alright, so you said that you wanted to talk about something. Oh, no. It was a joke. It was a joke. Was Never a mind. Joke. We're not going to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we're definitely not going to talk about <laughs> it. Um, yeah, that's a little snippet of Egg Belly. It gets... Mm. Weirder, Kevin weirder. Smith was on this, not the Kevin Smith, but the uh, other Kevin. The, Smith. Uh, the yeah, the other Kev Shout Kevin. Shout out to Smith. Kevin Smith, we love you. Uh, Kevin Smith was actually all of our college film professors. Yeah, uh, ended up being one of my really really good friends, and uh, he drove down from Orlando to. He was all of. He was every college professor I had. Yeah, he was yeah. it. He's yeah. the only one I care about. Um, Anyways, uh, shout out to Del, Del Sordo. <laughs> uh, Avid. Tassel we still use Tassolini, Avid, man. so that's great. Tassolini, you can't forget. Oh, Tassolini. Yeah, but Farley, yo. Nah. No? Well, none of them. I mean, far fucking Cellini wanted to kick me out of his college because of all the raunchy shit I was doing. Anyways, I digress. Fuck him. Fuck them. <laughs> Kevin Smith. Beep. He came in. <laughs> I'll flag that one too, just in case. Dude, he came in, <laughs> and uh, he basically was Alex's right hand man. Yeah, he he deal. killed it. Thank God for him. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, we shook has up, a little cameo in there. Shook too. up some lights, you know. We shook the shit out of those lights, figured yeah. out what it was going to look like, and uh, that was a challenge. Man, Alex did a great job for what we had, especially the time restraints. Um, and uh, I think we knocked that out in a day and a half. Yeah, it was like a forty-eight hour film fest. Yeah. Without all the editing you have to do right away, but the biggest you know. uh, obstacle, which every film does, what, what kind of obstacles did you have making that? <laughs> and I never really have an obstacle that makes any sense. Um, like, you, you being nervous every shoot we do. I'm always <laughs> nervous, but that's why you prepare. Um, the the biggest obstacle is Robert Smith, the guy who plays like the voodoo dad, lady guy. Uh, fucking, I wake up. We all slept over this Airbnb, or most of us did, and um, I wake up, and Robert Smith's out on the drive driveway, great actor, really fucking, I mean, we casted him, we're like, yeah, I feel like anybody can play this shit, like, he fucking brought, he brought it. He's well known in the Florida film community. Yeah. He's, re he's really good. Um, he's done some films as well, yeah. Nice. But a surprise to us in the moment. Mm -hmm. um, but anyways, he's out there and like he comes up to me. I'm literally going to get donuts for everybody after a long night. And he's out there and he's like, my wife fell. And she smacked her head and she had a seizure, so I have to leave. I'm like, fuck. I was like, yeah, totally, man. I go. Go right now. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, he's like, thank you so much. This has been amazing. da da da, -da. I'm like, yeah, man. So we had to figure out a new ending. So mm -hmm. we made up the ending. I feel like our fucking history of real idiots of just like figuring shit out as we go from A to B helped us in that moment because the whole ending changed uh, because he was gone. Mm -hmm. And he was like the leader of this cult, as you'll find. Um, it worked so out, though. It worked out. It worked out. But uh, it was just like, I come back in the... <laughs> Come back in the house. I talked to Alex. I'm like, dude, uh, Robert has to go now. So we're going to yeah. figure this out. I think like when you're dealing with like shorts that's like on short budget, you don't have like a big production behind you. I think the best thing, uh, the thing that's telling is if there's like 
like restrictions and that that lets like people know that oh shit maybe the reason why this is happening is because you know things couldn't get done kind of thing but for the most part like in that in that short like you couldn't tell that there was like any restrictions it just seems like people were just having fun you yeah. know hitting the record button and just fucking just lighting it up let's go let's yeah. doing it and yeah it, it really shows on screen thanks man mm-hmm. yeah you thanks. pivot and you make it happen yeah it's all you can yeah, do yeah people people don't know how like yeah. I mean, hardships happen and yeah. shit like it's that. It's like you're there. You just have to. You got to pull through and yeah. figure it out. Wait, which short Switch was it, it that um, the the actress came in, saw the shit, and then left? Scarface. Uh, so speaking of <laughs> virtual film festivals, we'll talk about that next. You know, as they do, they're like, what kind of obstacles did you have about this film you made named Scarface? And, you know, my answer was, uh, well, we had this, like, Instagram hot girl play one of, like, I trusted one of our real idiots. He's like, I know this girl. She's hot. She wants to be a part of this stuff. She comes to the house. We're ready to get rolling on Scarspace. And uh, I present her with the purple wig that she should be wearing for her character, her space character of Elvira. And she looks at it, looks at me. I'm like, okay. She looks back at me and she goes, uh, fuck this cheap ass wig. And just leaves. She leaves. Gone. And here's the thing that's crazy about it. I came in and my energy was met. You guys met my my energy because I'm excited to be in here. I'm like, yo, we're going to shoot some shit. And you guys were like, yo, yo. So I didn't know that what happened. But y'all didn't show me what happened. No. Just based off of energy, a re- like it wasn't like, hey, yeah, man, you know, things are bad. It was just like, yo, what's going on, kind of shit, which was amazing because yeah. usually that shit would be a downer. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> oh, really? Fuck. But I was met with like, yo, what's man, up? We, we kind of made it like our, we kind of made it our like live strong bracelet. <laughs> you know I mean, I mean? at the like, same at the same time, like if someone doesn't want to be there, then you don't want them there anyway. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. But Fair still, enough. that was like a shock. Like, she was chatting Dude, with Dude, I saw her as I was getting out of the car, and she walked right by me. Dude, the funny <laughs> thing is, she came up to... Uh, we were all huddled around my computer, like, watching what we had shot already. Because mm-hmm. uh, we had shot a day prior in yeah. front of the green screen and all that. And she's sitting there watching it with everybody. And all the whole cast, the eventual cast, including her, was there. And I swear to God, she, her laugh was carrying over everybody. She was cracking up. This is fucking amazing. Da, da, da. And all it took me was showing her a $20 purple wig. And she's like, fuck this wig. And just, <laughs> she she rode in a car with Maybe somebody. she was like, maybe she was nervous and not confident in herself. Maybe. maybe. Just was like, but we that, was an ex- that was an excuse. We moved on and Kate, Catherine, Taggart stepped up and played all the female roles and crushed it. And now she's a very integral part of the real idiots. She's uh, Ashley Retta's um, girlfriend, and they both have a fiance. Fiance and fiance. Fiance. They both have been <laughs> gracious enough to keep believing in what we're doing, and really never like never asking a question of why or like keeping the faith. Keeping the faith, not reading the script, <laughs> just going for it. And uh, I'm just very blessed to have you and you and everybody else around me that believe in me that's fucking phenomenal and huge 
That's Sorry. awesome. Let me let me uh that's a lead into Scarf uh Scarface. Let me play oh, wait, we don't even we haven't even said what the Scarface really is. So what oh, is yeah. Scarface? Yeah, and I really <laughs> it, it's not even that it needs a lead in, but I do need to uh give credit where credit is due. A lot of people come up to me with ideas, aside from Alex, uh, and I've never taken any of them, mm-hmm. aside from Alex. Uh, Tony and Sam Villamazara, I definitely, I think that's the guy from that 70s show. Uh, Sam and Tony. <laughs> Villarama. To Villarama. <laughs> that's not his name. I think it's Villa, 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 Villanova. Can Villa somebody Nova. look that up? Because we got to put that in correctly, because he's... You know, a third of the writing process there. Is he on Instagram? He's on Facebook. Sam? Shit. Villa Mazar? Is that how you say that? Look. Right here. I have it. Villa Mazar? Is that how you say that? Sure. Okay. We'll go for it. We'll go with it. Sam V. I'm just picking it up. Sammy V. Sammy V. (laughs) I'll, I'll roll into it. Uh, yeah, before we roll the clip, I must say that uh, Anthony Hernandez and Sam Villamazar uh, came up to me, and I never usually even listen to anything, and most people just have an idea and they don't put any work. But all Sam and Tony said was, Scarspace. And I go, yes. <laughs> so the next week after that, we sat down and we started writing, and uh, we actually saw it through. Um which is the first time that's ever happened um, from anybody that has pitched me an idea. Um, it's usually because they, they say, they oh, I, I'd be funny with my friend doing this. And I'm like, you're whack. But all they said was Scarspace. And I was like, yeah, 100%. And we wrote the shit. And here's a little, here's a little tidbit. In the summer of 1980, Tony Montana began one of the largest narcotic empires this world has ever seen. Six months ago, we went through some hard times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But isn't it perfect that everything turned out perfectly? We came out alive, healthy, mm-hmm, wealthy, mm-hmm, and well. Mm-hmm, you took over the world just like you said you would, Papo. Mm-hmm. Tell me, what's next? Mm-hmm. The universe, Chico, and everything in it. From the creators of Airbud 7, Office Dog, comes a whole new true story. Scarspace. And that's the clip. Yo, for some reason, it always makes me laugh when he says perfect twice. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Isn't it perfect how everything, everything worked out perfectly? perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, and uh, this also supposed to be... You guys are basically doing like a Pixar thing where you uh, you have a little hint at a future project because I know that you guys are saying that you're gonna do the Office Dog, mm-hmm. the Office Dog uh, yeah, that's, trailer. So again, that's a Tony and Sam concept. I don't know which one of them came up with the initial, but they're like uh, they presented me 
they go, they said the word Scarspace, mm-hmm. and then they said Airbud 7 Office Dog, and the only reason I picked Scarspace is because I figured, like, dealing with a dog or even a stuffed animal mm-hmm. would be a lot harder, and I only had so much time to shoot it. Um, so we went with Scarspace, but I, I can definitely see Airbud 7 Office Dog <laughs> being made, which, so it's in Scarspace, the reference of that, and it's in Door to Door Demon. As you see Cody watching the TV before he hears the door knock, it's like, uh, from the creators who bought you, whatever, Airbud, blah, 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 Office Dog, you hear it too, so <laughs> we try to do a little a little Easter egg right there. Nice. Nice. So, uh, Scarspace, that's where you came with, uh, we had the little situation with uh, the one actress who just bolted, but other than that, man, I mean... There was some uh, there was some good times had on that set. Oh man, we had a fucking blast. Yeah. Uh, I wish it. Sometimes you're like, damn, we could just keep shooting, but you know, you start wearing down. But that whole that whole shoot, we were having so much fun. You can see that in like the bloopers and outtakes of Scarspace. I mean, just the outfits alone. Oh man, we had a blast. You were in it. You were you're the guy putting the money in the money counter. Yeah, I was the money man. <laughs> uh, and Pat did the audio on that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking, it was crazy. We shot the whole thing in one day. No, I lied. We shot the whole thing in two days. But they the, wouldn't have known. The they chunk, wouldn't have known that you were lying. Well, the, all, the <laughs> so what we did the day prior was me, Tony, and Sam did like a small shoot with just the parts that we could get away with, mm-hmm. and then we had the rest of the the cast there. Yeah, that was the big day. This is right when the fucking world stopped. Really? Yeah, dude. Then, like, I think it was like a week later, fucking, the we pandemic had to shut, down shut everything. everything down. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's like a. It's Damn, it a, happened this year? Jesus. Yeah. I thought that was last year. That no, that was this place. year, dude. March. It was March. Wow. Yeah. yeah um, so, like, Scarspace is like a, a extended trailer, um, <laughs> as if Tony Montana and the rest of his posse, his sister, uh, Elvira, everybody made it out okay, and mm. you know took their took their coke dealings to space. Cause that's the only place, man. That's obviously, the yeah. next the it's next, the next step. step. Yeah. yeah, what a concept. Obvious and what, next step. <laughs> seriously, the fact like Scar Space. Sometimes a title sells it. Yeah, and that's what sold it. it was like Scar Space. <laughs> yep. There's not enough space drug movies. Yeah. There isn't. There's really not. Well, there's Spice that he's selling the space. What was it? Ju- uh, Judge Dredd? That was a good one. Star Wars? That was a Star Wars and Dune. They yeah. both use Spice. Yeah. yeah. For some reason. I don't so know. So Tony, Tony makes a, re- a reference of, you dropped the Spice in the... Uh, something like some Han Solo reference. Yeah. Like, Nobody will ever know that I ripped that off from Star Wars. But he's like, you dropped the Spice in the Imperial Intelligent? <laughs> or whatever the fuck he said. <laughs> I was like, don't do that. He was like, no, trust me. Like, it's for the people. It's for the people. <laughs> it's for the people. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Now, you were saying something? No. No, you weren't? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I don't think so. <laughs> I said there's not enough uh, uh, dr- space drug movies. There's got to be more. There needs to be like a space coke dealer. I mean, I, Judge Dredd was like one of them. That was like... That's very few, though. Yeah. That's, I think that's a futuristic... Drug we movie. could do Carly. Yeah, that's what, I'm ta- that's what I'm talking about. Not necessarily drug. space, but like mm-hmm. futuristic. He's well, there's like, that. What's that one movie? Oh, American Robocop. Space. Robocop. Yeah. Robocop. Well, you know what? Well, they were they were they were cops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <Those laughs> they were robo. They were robo cops. <laughs> they were cops. Yeah. <laughs> and there was drugs because they're cops. Yeah. 
We need but, more space drugs. You know? Space space coke. Space coke. Mm. Yeah. What is space coke? You'll see in Scar Space. There you go. The movie. Tony's back. <laughs> Watch it. You won't be regretted. Yeah, everybody should take a look at all these uh, movies. We still have one more to go. Steve sucks. Mm. What you would like? How would you like to lead this into uh, an actual clip? Steve sucks. Well, Steve sucks uh, is. Wow, I just had a brain fart. Give me it again. Steve sucks. It's a cartoon. cartoon. Yeah. So yeah. So Steve sucks uh, is. Like, so sometimes you're like, oh, okay, I can only shoot in my closet and my living room so much. Uh, if I could do a cartoon, I can do anything. So it was literally an excuse to do an, a, a cartoon because I met some guy from Mexico that was like, I'll definitely do it. So I just wrote it as like, the, the basic premise was like a DVD to learn how to be a comedian, which is totally fucking... That doesn't make any sense. Like, mm-hmm. either you're funny or you're not. Um, so it was like, do you want to learn how to tell great comedy jokes? And that's where I started it from. So I literally was like, uh, let me let me make this an excuse to, like, reach out to, like, some Instagram people that like the real idiots. And mm-hmm. be like, hey, do you want to just, like, lend your voice to this stupid idea I had? And I got turned down by a, a pretty decent-sized comedian who actually responded to me. Would, and, and respect that's pretty cool but uh so i started working myself down the line i was like well uh fuck fuck uh being like well i need like some famous comedian so i, I just went with somebody that i liked uh his name's ben goldberg from la he's a he's a comedian and sketch comedy artist and i sent it to him and he goes well i'm a blue comedian meaning i don't cuss and I usually don't talk about raunchy stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was like, perfect. You'll like this. <laughs> Which uh, he heard, he read the script and he's like, you know what? He ended up saying, I'm going to branch out from what I usually do, which is clean comedy, and I'm going to give something different a shot because nice. I think this is really funny. And I go, all right. So uh, I sent him the script and he sent me back his recording um, and then I, I pieced it together. And uh, this is the first episode of Steve Sucks. I have a whole series jump off that I haven't done because that same animator's whole computer crashed. Oh damn. With all the renderings of the second episode and everything just went to shit. So like Ben and Hillary, who's a good, amazing actress from LA, they're all like on standby. Carlos lends his voice from Egg Belly. He lends his voice on that. Um, so I haven't continued the story of this crazy crackhead named Steve. All right, and here we go. Dad, my lettuce is brown. So is your mother's asshole, but that doesn't stop me from putting it in my mouth. (laughs) Hi, I'm beloved comedian Steve Winsler. How would you like to learn Hollywood comedy chops like you've seen here? Let's go, Wildcats! All you need is my DVD, Steve's Comedy Clinic. On it, you'll find hints and tips about the secrets of comedy, such as creating great gags, 
Whoa! Just kidding. See what I did there? You'll also learn how to create jokes. <laughs> so this is supposed to be like just a story about the comedian, not about just being funny kind of thing. Like it's like uh, what's the name of that movie with uh, Adam Sandler? Uh, funny people? people. Yeah. No. Um, no, I'm taking it too deep. I honestly don't know. Yeah, the water's uh, shallow. It was kind of. It was, it was literally like a, a way to get into like this is how you write jokes. You compare these two things, and plus a topical thing that happened in the news, and you mash it up. So I was just like, uh, well, how do I get into this? So it was like, okay, there. He's a soap opera, or not soap, a sitcom actor, mm-hmm. and then he walked off set trying to sell his DVD on how to be a comedian. Oh, okay. And then it just turned into like, oh shit! Now he's smoking crack, and then uh, he jumps out of a fucking window and ends up <laughs> in the hospital. <laughs> And meets another comedian, you know, like, um, so that, that happens, like you get up to the point where he's smoking crack, mm-hmm. but the, the rest of the shit that I wrote hasn't been done because animation is expensive, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I remember, uh, you guys did, a uh, an animation, uh, previously we spoke about it, uh, when we were on the podcast before that, uh, I think it was the one with Stymie on it and you guys did, it was like a bank robbery or something. That wasn't Simon. That was uh, me and Jesse. Okay. Hey, Jesse. Uh, <laughs> Good hello. That's a great hello, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, that was me, Jesse, and uh, his girlfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. Don't remember her name. It, it, it Doesn't matter. Irrelevant. But uh, it was something that I wrote a long time ago about, like, a bank robbery that just wants to steal the pen that's on the chain. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, that was it. And it was like, okay, so now, look, I can go on the internet and be like, hey, who wants to make this stupid fucking minute-long thing about a bank robbery that, you know, whatever. Um, so that was crazy that mm-hmm. you can do that. So yeah, that's that's what that was. That's a great that's a great soundbite. Like that's that's a video that you can just hear and know, like what you're watching, and uh, people that I know still quote Jesse mm-hmm. of uh, when the dude kicks in the door. Nobody move. <laughs> so there's a lot of people that see me and they go, Nobody move. Check it out, guys. Check it out, guys. You gotta see it to believe it. I still love Jesse. Just haven't heard from him. That's all. I hope he's doing well, man. Last time I saw him, he was uh, he was in. I want to say Sunrise. That's the last time I saw him. He was over there. Disgusting. Sunrise. (laughs) Sunrise, Florida. I mean, yeah. It's uh, I mean, it's suburbia. It's basically where you're. Poor poor thing. (laughs) (laughs) Hope he's doing well. Shit, but uh, I think that's been our episode, man. I'm just gonna let's leave the audience with um, ask you guys a question so you can give to the audience. Okay. Basically, what will you say to people who who want to be creative like you guys, right? But they don't have the foundation, like they don't have the equipment, they don't have the friends, they don't have the base. What would you say to these people? Like, what what would you want them to? I got to your know? question. Mm-hmm. You want to go first? Sure. Um. 
it's cliche, but you know, one, go out and do it. Mm -hmm. But like, there's so many resources out there that are free. Um, YouTube. Yeah. Um, everyone's got a phone Mm -hmm. and a lot of these phones have awesome cameras and video cameras and it's a really good way to get started and you don't need an expensive computer to edit. And it's not, it's a lot of it's just like right at your fingertips. So you just, if you write a, write a script, write a story, go film it and make it happen. Find some friends some family, you know, you'll be surprised how many people are happy, like more willing to help you out than not. 100%. So, yeah. Yeah. Exactly what he just said. Uh, man, you can't I, say his answer cause he already said it. So you, well, you gotta be fresh. Yeah. You gotta bring something to the table, dude. <laughs> Hold on. Let me say exactly. What he said, Hey, uh, yeah, you gotta be surprised about all the family members that you have. There's so many family members. <laughs> you have to use all your family members. Is all of your family members. No, um, but he said it. He said it for real. Uh, um, yeah, like honestly, you'd be surprised. So you, you, if you surround yourself with a a crew of people that are like minded and just being an artist or being creative or just leaving their legacy, I guarantee you, if you just if you write the script as an idea, and then you shoot it, you'd, you'd be surprised of what you can actually do. Um, I think I talked about it a few times. It was, it's just shit out the script and then rein it back with what you can do and what, what locations you can get and what actors you can get. So just like write it and then fucking shoot it. And hopefully it's something that nobody's ever done before. Make the movie that nobody's ever done before. I guess that's my shit. Write it, shoot it, make it. Write it, shoot mm-hmm. it, make it. Yeah. Make it, shoot it. Don't overthink it. Write That's it. a big thing. You start overthinking it, you're going to lose your comedy. You're going to lose the outlandishness and the absurdness of your B-movie. That mm. is going to look like shit, but it's still going to get made. So go out there, write it, shoot. don't overthink it, make it. That's what. Or, it or go to film school. You could do that too. You but. don't want to do that. Eh. Go to I, YouTube school. We met each other in film school, so... Yeah, that's and and we met Pat in film school and a lot of people that we still fuck with. We we were the best. Still got class. the debt though. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say we were we were the most thorough and. I don't even. Yeah, want, that's I don't, what a. We're uh, the best class ever made. Can we yeah. even, can we even call film school? It wasn't we didn't go to film school. Yeah, we, we went, went to broadcast. We went to we went to technical. We went college. to the kiosk of uh, <laughs> film schools. Yeah, <laughs> man, I did so good in poetry. <laughs> But you, Russo said, uh, what you call it? He he was also at the school and he worked there. He said that the class that we were in was like the most promising out of all the classes that were there before. Ever. Yeah, yeah. Ke- Kevin Smith said that as well. Yeah. Dude, if you look at the... Everybody's so, working. If you think about, we, like, we went yeah, to you with. forget about whatever guy in the corner, but if you think about like how many fools are still in the fucking film industry right yeah. now, Do you remember? literally like three-fourths of our... Generation and uh, the AI of FL mm-hmm. um, actually are still doing the goddamn thing. Yeah, except yeah. for Ever, everyone's doing good. Mm-hmm. You know, so film school is good in that aspect. You you meet a lot of people you can collaborate with, and you learn some stuff. And yeah, it's it's expensive, but you know, if it's what you want to do, then you know, make it also, happen. Also, when you're as rich as I am, yes, and how rich Alex is when you live in a castle like Tyler, and how mm-hmm. rich Pat is, like mm-hmm. all three of us are rich as fuck. 
So I don't like to let the audience know that I'm yeah. rich. <laughs> people, people come after you, man. Yeah. But you're, you have security anyway. So it doesn't, you. <laughs> you're security guards. I really don't want to talk politics here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never make it past my gatehouse. I fucking knew it. That asshole from uh, Wackenhut. Wackenhut? Shout out to Wackenhut. <laughs> they had a real place? Stop arresting me. Yeah, they're like fake security guards. I mean, they're real security guards. They're fake cops. They have have (laughs) fake guns and real pepper spray. They just do the sound effect. (laughs) 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 I gotta pee. They're in here. Yeah, uh, actually, I'm gonna gonna leave this show with uh, the song from Paradise Guys music video. Oh, why don't you give the lead in? Yeah, so. From what you know about. From from what I know is that we're gonna have a music video for Paradise Guys, and this song right here is gonna be the song that you're gonna hear for the music video. Sorry, uh, I can't do that on your Apple Watch. All right, bitch. whose watch was that? Was that mine or yours? It was mine. Okay. <laughs> so uh, this song <laughs> is uh, it's the Paradise Guys song, and I hope everybody enjoys it. This is basically a world premiere. Wait, wait, wait. Before you will... <laughs> did we talk about what the Paradise Guys were? Uh, I think we did before, oh, did we not? Fair enough. In the beginning of yeah. the episode. Yes, oh. yes. We, 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 did, we did discuss that. Yeah. So uh, this is the actual song for Paradise Guys, and I hope everybody enjoys it. This has been uh, the We Seen It podcast. <sighs> I have been Pat, and we got here... <sighs> You're seeing it? Uh, yep. And Alex Stefano. <laughs> Tyler. Yes. And we've been us and y'all been y'all. I hope everybody had a ball. Merry Christmas. We see yes. it. There's only one way to meet a boy just like me. You gotta call now to check with us, bombshell. Better refill that glass of Zippendale. Cause the Paradise Guys are here to kiss and tell. So pick up that phone and dial those digits. And only just for 49 cents a minute. We can talk so much sexy business. We can talk fitness, citrus, Christmas, ping pong, fish, swish. We can sing songs, bitch, bitch, stupid ass bitch. If you're into that type of thing, the guys of paradise are here to fulfill your wildest dreams. Dream about hanging out a sunroof, squeezing out a Spooky now. Shall we plot out a murder? For only 49 cents a minute. Fuck. Put your passions to the test while you whack on your big breasts. Titties 
looking like a baby's bud. <laughs> we just thought you'd like to meet the guys who are waiting for you. We got chimney. We got mank. We got flug. We got candle. And there's rake. We got rhyme. Won't you just butter my biscuit?